Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello, welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast, and we are back again from Noya's Art Gallery to share the lives of artists and what artists do and their work, and how do you become an artist anyways? Uh, let's find that out by hearing some stories about artists. We also want to thank KZUM for being our podcast partner and allowing us to um, do these interviews and share our lives with you. Please donate to KZUM at 89.3 FM, or you can also listen in on our program at kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live. And remember, uh, KZUM is a nonprofit public station and operates on your donations, and we would really appreciate it if you would continue to support KZUM, and in turn, that supports us bringing you Art Talk Live. With me today is Lorena Wackendorf, and I am so excited. Lorena has been an artist around and in my life for a number of years now, and I've known Lorena in a couple of different uh, Lincoln venues, the Lincoln Artists Guild through Noyes Art Gallery, and have watched her work grow and develop, and in the last five years, has learned and moved so much in the way that uh, she creates. So I'm, I'm very excited to share that story with you and learn about Lorena's life and how she has moved into the art world. Um, you know, we do offer here at Noya's Art Gallery opportunities for you to explore art. And this year being our 30th year at the gallery, uh, it's our 30th anniversary, so we have workshops every month to celebrate our love and our passion for art with anyone in the community who would like to come into the gallery and do an art class. And these are small little um, art uh, gatherings, you might even call it, rather than a class, where you get to come and have fun and just enjoy yourself for a couple of hours and create with artists. Um, I do want to mention that in April, we have a creature and flower pressing class. Uh, one of our artists, Dana Clemens, is going to be leading a class on what she's learned about botanicals and pressing flowers, and then turning those pressed flowers into interesting fantasy creatures and doing some sketching with that. Angie Stillwell is one of our collage artists who will be doing a found object art class in May. And then I am going to be, Lynette Fast, I'm going to be celebrating our Pearl anniversary, that's the 30th year, by uh, teaching you how to make wire-wrapped pearl earrings, and uh, not earrings, wire-wrapped pearl rings. I hope that you'll consider taking one of our workshops. We have quite an array of workshops, even offered the second half of the year, too. And you can check those out on our website at noyesartgallery.com. Well, let's skip right over right now to our interview with Lorena. 
And here's some more about her art and what she does. Uh, Lorena, hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to interview with me today. I really appreciate your time. And I am very excited to hear more about your background in art. I like to open each interview with the question of how was it or what do you remember about that first time that you thought, oh my gosh, I'm an artist? In 1979, I was working on a degree in music. I majored in violin and I was about to do a violin recital. So I made some home invitations and when people saw them, they said, you could make a living doing your artwork. And some people actually bought some cards for me. And um, I was, well, determined to finish my degree in music. So I kept on doing the music and didn't do artwork, but I always uh, remembered what they had said. And in 2004, I decided that I would become an artist. So I took art classes, and then in uh, 2010, I did an art diploma as a study-at-home course, and I enjoyed it very much. Hmm. And in, in 2009, I started taking uh, workshops here at the Norris Art Gallery, and I joined the Lincoln Artist Guild um, back in 2005. So I go to the Lincoln Art Guild meetings regularly. They're offering a number of different classes. Mm-hmm. One that class was one that let, was one of them. Yeah, yeah. One of the teachers there. And yeah. I always see you in the workshops here at Noyes yes, too. I also did one of her workshops here at Noyes, and she's an excellent teacher. Yes, yes. So really, in the last oh ten to fifteen years, is when you have blossomed into. Focusing on visual arts, yes, rather than the music, the music arts, yes, yes. So as you um, have come into art, tell us about what you like to do. Um, I like to do color pencil very much, and just lately I've decided that I'm going to do like a mixture of color pencil and watercolor pencil. It's a lot of fun, and you get a different effect when you use watercolor pencil over the color pencil than if you just use color pencil by itself. But I enjoy doing uh, people most of all. Okay, and so your drawings generally revolve around uh, real life people. I suppose you're working from photographs. Are these people that you know? Um, how do you get your ideas? Well, generally, um, I like to use how-to books with black and white drawings. So I use them as guidelines, and I put them to color, and I'll like pull one people person from one picture, another picture uh, you as like another person I'll use. So I'll take, use the people from different pictures, put them together to make a picture, and then add my own colors and things like that. Uh-huh. But I get like the movements and things like that um, by you, know, you looking at those books. Right. And in your work, oftentimes there's a story or a message. If we were to describe, um, I'm remembering uh, some of the drawings that you've done of people, especially. Are you putting a story together in your head? Uh, yes, actually, um, um, I got a diploma in writing stories for children just recently, about a year ago. Uh, so anyway, I'm uh, using uh, combining that with my artwork. So I've doing, I've noticed children in your work. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm doing uh, like um, uh, a picture book for children, which I'm working on right now. Oh my gosh! So I'm working on the artwork now, and I've been taking the artwork to uh, critiques here in at the Lincoln Artist Guild, and it's been a lot of fun. Yes. So what is your background? You said it's in music. That's right, yes. I've got a master's degree in music. Um, I majored in violin. And um, I just got a diploma in writing stories for children just recently. And I got an art art diploma in 2010. So I got the the three diplomas. Yeah. 
two major diplomas. Right. Where did you grow up then? Um, I grew up in Lynn, Massachusetts, which is right near Boston. And I lived in Brooklyn, Massachusetts for several years, too. So I grew up in the Boston area. Okay. And what brought you to Lincoln? Um, I was offered a graduate assistantship at UNL in violin. Okay. So I accepted it and came here and did my master's degree here. And I liked Lincoln a lot, so I stayed here. And you stayed here? Yes, I did. Beautiful. And how long have you been a member at Noya's Gallery? Um, ever since, let me think. It's been about six or eight years now. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I've been um, taking um, art classes here and coming to art workshops ever since about 2009, but I didn't become mm -hmm. a member until about five or, five or six years ago. Yes, okay. And you're very involved in the gallery. You are one of our most amazing uh, building structure assistants, I would call you. When you come into work, you make sure everything is in order. And, you know, that's another piece of, through these interviews, we've talked about all the different roles that artists have to play. And this is another chunk of the business role. When you have a gallery, you have to take care of it. <laughs> and Lorena has always just been the person who wanted to help take care of the physical structure. And her role here is just dynamic in that way. So you have work here at the gallery right now. Let's describe what your work looks like. Um, I got different kinds of things. Here I have a picture with some marbles. And I um, saw some uh, marbles in a how-to book and decided to combine this with a picture. Uh -huh. So I got the picture and then it's surrounded by marbles. And I used some white here to uh, make the highlights and, and bring, make, like, make it like three-dimensional, make it look like it's like glass or marble. Yes. I've noticed in your work over the five to ten years, I guess, I, five years especially, that I have watched you change and develop and move your ideas around that showing three-dimensional quality in your work has become very important to you. Tell our listeners what you have to think about to make something look three-dimensional. Um, well, the um, and objects in the background should be a lot lighter than the ones in the foreground, so that way you make it look three-dimensional. And of course, uh, when you uh, put things on paper, it looks different, it looks flat, uh, whereas if you think of things in nature, it does not look as flat, so you have to exaggerate the dynamics, um, make the um, differences between darks and lights uh, greater than what you see because it looks different on paper. So I always make sure I get the uh, you know, uh, three-dimensionality uh, really good. And of course, I go to the critiques and people make suggestions for improvement. So uh, when I do my artwork, I always think about you know what has been said and what people might say. And so I do, just do my best to you know get, bring in the three-dimensional uh, quality and things like that. Yes. And your still life uh, that we're looking at in front of us now, the picture has really beautiful thin form to it with a wide, fat kind of belly at the bottom. And then some really nice design work across it. And as we look at that, we can see that the metal looks shiny on the vase or the ceramic finish looks shiny. Um, the marbles, they have a glass-like shine to them. And all of that has to be accomplished with, uh, as you're describing that, high contrast of darks and lights. I really liked when you said the exaggeration of the three-dimensional kind of quality of the piece. All of those come from the shape and the color 
and the way that you model that surface. You've, you also have mentioned that you use colored pencil. Now, um, this isn't just like coloring book coloring pencil. <laughs> so describe what you think about also when you're drawing with colored pencil. Um, now, a few years ago, um, uh, somebody gave a lecture on uh, like uh, Zentangle, and she said it's good for um, depression, stress, anxiety, and I noticed that's also good for fibromyalgia. So I thought I'd take up drawing, and um, I saw some pictures of uh, that were done by um, with colored pencils, and they look just like paintings. So I decided yeah. to take some colored pencil classes for a year, and so I learned how to make um, colored pencil drawings look just like paintings. So that was like where it started, and after that I began to like get colored pencil so well I kept it up and I kept on working on my improving improving things. Mm -hmm. And I went to critiques, and um, I also thought much about color. How can you make colors shine and things like that? So I learned that several layers of color on top of each other help the colors to shine. So of course, when you go into critiques, you uh, look at your um, work more, more closely when you do it yourself. And I looked and thought, well, let me think. What else can I do? What can I do to make the colors shine and things like that? And or and what are people going to say if they see it like this? And are they going to like it, or should I you know, do something else to improve? So I just keep on working on it and think, okay. Add a color here, add a color there. You mentioned the health benefits oh, yes. of your art. Do you mean for you doing drawings is, you said doing like a Zentangle and, you know, and the relaxation. Uh, is drawing like that for you? Yes, um, I like drawing because it's good for fibromyalgia. So that's one reason I draw. Okay. How is it supportive of your condition with fibromyalgia? Uh, it just um, it makes it weak, weak is it? Okay. So, so I sit there and draw little by little, my fibromyalgia weakens. So I like to do that. I do yoga too. That's good for fibromyalgia. Helps yeah. A lot. Yeah. So it's that relaxation state yes, that the drawing brings you. Yes. Isn't that interesting? The health benefits yes, of it, being an artist. Oh, yes. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. So the colored pencil technique is really critical. You're describing for that three-dimensional quality. Uh, building up the layers you have learned is very important. And then also, as you mentioned, you know, developing the highlight and the shadow, the oh, kind yes. of contrast. And you have really beautiful color mixture going on. And you compared that to painting and how when you paint, you mix colors well with colored pencil, you also think about how colors are going to layer and mix. Exactly, and I took quite a few um, color theory classes with Julia Noyes mm -hmm. over the years. Like every year she was offering one, so um, I would take their, her classes, and, and then little by little I would start putting together class, uh, things, and every time I do a, a picture, I think, I'm like, what, co what colors do I want to use? So for this picture, I'm going to do prime colors, red, uh, yellow, and blue, and then I, I do like various shades of yellows and blues and reds, uh, Try to make bring variety, mm -hmm. and then I'll, another one I'll think. Well, I think here I'll use like a blue and orange, and then uh, black, sienna, and white will go with it. So I'll use different shades of blues and oranges, and think, okay, I'll use these colors only for this picture. And I, I've been doing that for all my artwork these last few years. What has that done for you? Uh, I think it makes the a color sizer like if you just uh, throw any colors together, uh, the color uh, combination might not look as nice. I think uh, it makes the colors more beautiful if you uh, do it that way, if you do the theory. And you're challenging yourself, too. Oh, yes. A uh, long, long time ago, I asked Julia, 
Um, so if I use oil or uh, acrylic, uh, what can I do to uh, give it a transparent effect like with watercolor? So she said, try this. Do your next few pictures with blue, orange, black, sienna, and white only. And uh, so I did it and it worked. So I came up with different kind of combinations. And of course you can do red and green or mm -hmm. uh, yellow and purple. Kind of the complementary color colors. Yeah, the color theory is very important for you in your work. Oh, yes, yeah, so it really gives your work a, a, a certain mood. Yeah. If you were to advise someone who is starting to work out with colored pencils and, you know, trying to find out how to do it, how to get the results they want, uh, would you say that the color mixing is important, the layering is important? Uh, what else would you add to uh, Blending that? is important. There are different ways you can blend. You can either use terpenoid or uh, a blender, or you can even use like um, a white color pencil for light colors and to blend the uh, blue and make it look like a painting instead of a drawing. Or you can uh, use uh, different shades of like uh, red or whatever, yellow, and um, uh, put them on top of each other to blend the colors. Mm -hmm. Another way you can blend is through watercolor pencil. So you can like use a watercolor pencil on top of um, a layer of regular color pencil, and that'll help blend the colors. So there are various different, various different things you can do. Sweet. Yeah, great tips, great tips. Well, you know, Noise Art Gallery has a lot of events. We do our first and our third Fridays, and we extend our day from uh, 10 a.m. till 8.30 on first and third Fridays. And so uh, we hope that people will come by for those events. We also have other opportunities like Art in the Garden coming up September 9th, where we're going to build an art gallery in the Sunken Gardens. Lorena's a part of that every year, too. She helps with our maintenance and flow and keeping everybody clean and going that day. What, um, what do you have coming up in the gallery that you're involved in? Well, in uh, November, December, I will be part of the studio upstairs on the second floor. Ooh, you are one of the guests in the Mary Jane Lamberson studio. Yes, I am. Oh, that's a cool story. Do you mind if I tell it right now? Sure, that's fine. Okay, and that's in November and December that you're going to be the studio guest. Yes. Great. Well, this is a really cool opportunity for artists here at Noise Gallery. Mary Jane Lamberson is a very dear um, artist to Noise Gallery who passed away about a year ago. And Mary Jane has, Mary Jane's family has offered her studio to Noise Gallery artists to be a part of her life and show in her studio. So they have continued to pay for the rental of Mary Jane's studio. And every two months we have different artists featured in Mary Jane's studio. And so Lorena is going to be in October and November. What will happen is we'll, she will have the opportunity to come in and turn her the Mary Jane studio over to all of her work. What do you plan to show in that studio? Um, various things I have already done and I'll be working on some more things. Uh-huh. Uh, mostly color pencil or combination of colored and watercolor pencil. Right, right. I notice a lot of your work is in the 8 by 10 kind of size range, sometimes up more to 11 by 14. Uh, yes, I do a lot that size. That's mostly the size that you work with. Oh, yes. Yes. Have you worked smaller or bigger at any time? Uh, not for you. I've done some greedy card designs. They were like 5 by 7. Mm -hmm. And I've done one that was like uh, maybe 30 by 32, but... Uh, 
it's not really practical to haul things like that around. Mm -hmm. It's easier to have like several smaller ones or medium sized ones. Right, right. Well, you know, Lorena, it's very exciting to hear about your ideas and the growth that you have taken in the last five years with your colored pencil work is just outstanding. It's so beautiful to see. And I am tickled to death to hear that you are writing a children's, writing and illustrating a children's book. When would we expect to hear about that? Well, um, uh, tomorrow I'm planning to read the story to, uh, to the people. It's 500 words long, so it's very short. Okay. And I've been bringing some of the pictures that go with the story uh, to the critiques, asking for suggestions for improvement. Okay. So anyway, people were asking about, about the story, and so mm -hmm. I said, well, I'll read it to them. Right. Now, has this been a project going on for about the last year or so? Uh, yes, I got my diploma last um, August, so I, I started okay. it in September um, before the year before then. Okay. So it took me about a year to work on a diploma. It was a study-at-home course. Yes. And then how much longer do you think it will be for you to complete the writing and the illustration? I mean, the writing's done. The illustration, I should say. Well, um, I've had 10 pictures so far, and I'm doing 15 more. It takes about four hours to do a picture, so it'll take a few months, but I'm working mm -hmm. on it. Of course, uh -huh. quality is very important. I'd rather spend a few extra months doing a really good job than uh, doing right. it quickly and then do poor quality work. Fabulous. So this could be about a two-year project in finishing this book up. Oh, yes, it could do. Yeah, and I think that's pretty normal for oh, yes. uh, someone who is writing a book. And then will you have it published? I'm working on it. You are. Oh, you're, yes. you're finding a publisher. Well, I got a couple ideas for you. <laughs> so anyways, what a cool project to have. I'm very excited to see that and hear more about it as we go along. When you have your book done, let's do a special little episode of Art Talk Live for that. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Lynette Fast at Noya's Art Gallery, 119 South 9th Street. And we are very excited to be bringing you Art Talk Live from Noya's Art Gallery now. And so I want you to consider putting the second Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on your calendar and come into Noya's Art Gallery for our recordings. Bring along a sack lunch if you want, bring a friend, uh, just sit and chill and watch Art Talk Live being recorded live. <laughs> and then we will put those into our podcast on our fabulous podcast partner, KZUM. And you can listen to those at, on kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live or uh, aired periodically um, on the KZUM station, 89.3 FM. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lorena. It's delightful to hear about your work. It was a pleasure to talk about it. Thanks for being here. Well, everyone, come back again and listen in as we learn about more artists and what artists do, what artists think, and what art is all about. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank... Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.